Good morning for Monday, December 22, 2014. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. New York police raise security after ambush. Casting an eye on assets lost in 1960s Cuba. And officer's killer was adrift, ill, and vengeful. We get the latest from Brooklyn. In today's national news, accusers and accused cross paths at college. And border agents open fire on a man with a gun. In today's business headlines, after a tumultuous year, Hollywood looks to 2015. In China, a rapid jump to mobile advertising. And a challenger to YouTube allows music fans to call the shots in videos. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, New York Police Raise Security After Ambush. J. David Goodman and Al Baker have the story. Faced with the first targeted killings of New York City police officers in decades, the city's police leaders ratcheted up precautions for their vast patrol force on Sunday as officials described the predatory final movements of a gunman bent on killing officers. Watch what I'm going to do, the man told two strangers on a Brooklyn street moments before moving toward a marked police sedan armed with a handgun. The man, Ishmael Brinsley, circled the parked car before approaching from behind. He fired four shots through the closed window of the passenger's side and fled, pursued by two utility workers. Both officers died in the fusillade, which roiled a city already on edge from weeks of protests over police practices. Brinsley, a Brooklyn native with a troubled past and a history of arrest mostly in Georgia and Ohio, had made a series of online threats leading up to the killings that officials called an assassination. On Sunday, some of those who'd been protesting days before held a candlelight vigil, while the police commissioner, William Bratton, visited the memorial emerging at the site where officers Wenjian Liu, 32, and 40-year-old Rafael Ramos were shot dead. President Obama called Bratton on Sunday to offer condolences. As the city was thrust into mourning with flags lowered and police badges ribboned in black, the way Brinsley stalked the officers set off a bunker mentality across the department. Officers who in recent weeks had felt besieged by political attacks found themselves contemplating the specter of far greater peril. From Brownsville, Brooklyn to Memphis, at least a dozen violent threats against police on social media stoked fear and prompted rapid investigations. Most, so far, were found to pose no credible risk to officers. New York City officers going out on foot patrol were directed to work only in pairs. Sentries were posted at station houses. The department suspended patrols by auxiliary officers, thousands of unarmed volunteers who act as the eyes and ears of the department in many communities. Detectives, who usually operate alone or in pairs, were told by the head of their union to go out in teams of three. Taken together, the orders represented a retrenchment by a department that had been hewing to Mayor Bill de Blasio's aim of easing strains between police and many communities. Instead, the ambush killings threatened to reverse that goal. 
A day after the killings, the top uniformed chief, James O'Neill, chief of the department, told officers, especially commanders newly freed to ply social media, to limit all comments about the deaths to offers of condolences for their two killed colleagues. They were assassinated, targeted for their uniform, and for the responsibility they embraced to keep the people of this city safe, read a message Bratton sent to all 35,000 members of the department, the nation's largest. It said, be safe.